Hi, and welcome to the third episode of Hi, I'm Katie, the podcast. Um, today I will be joined by my good friend, very close friend, and spouse, Jason. Because <laughs> um, you'll probably tell from the audio that he is quarantining with me. Um, say hi, Jason. Hello. Thanks for doing this today. Okay, let's just go ahead and get started. We have our little bowl full of topics and choose. Okay. Social media. Social media. There's a lot to talk about with that one. Oh man, is there? Yeah, yes, there's a lot. Oh yeah, thank you. Please prevent our dog from eating the paper. Okay. So, do you use social media? I do. I do. What accounts do you have? I have an Instagram and a Facebook. Okay. How frequently do you think you use those? <laughs> Instagram, I, I check um, just about every day. Um, Facebook, I may look at every once in a while. But really, Facebook is more just, do I need to post something so mom and dad uh, don't worry so much about, uh, don't worry about me? Yeah, yeah, definitely Facebook is more for like, just for my mom and, and kind of older people that I used to work with <laughs> back home that want to know what life is like in New York and want to make sure that I don't have uh, the virus. Um, yeah. I only post maybe once a month. I only look at Facebook maybe once a week. But Instagram, I'm on quite a bit. Right. Right. I like Instagram. I'm like my real self. And Facebook is more, you know, curated for the family. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people are that way. Um, in our generation and younger, for sure, at least. I don't think I have another social media besides... Unless you count Pinterest. Pinterest is... I guess kind of a social media. I mean, I tried Twitter like way back in the yeah. day. But like, you feel like you're shouting into the void. Like, I don't care if someone, like, do I have something funny to say? No. And I don't care if someone likes it or retweets it. Like, I'm, I'm not caught, caught up in the social point system of these uh, companies. I used, I used to enjoy Twitter too. Um, but I think even before the current situation twitter has always been rife with trolls and even though my account was private i think um i think even like my friends would get way too worked up about things twitter is just like where you go to have your full own like uh unedited emotions <laughs> sometimes i've i've thought about um, crafting a Twitter under an alias and, yeah. and just uh, letting loose. But I'm like, to, to what end? You know? To what end? Because if people don't know that you're saying it, why do you care? Like, why, like you're going to let loose. I mean, like you said, you're going to scream into the void. But um, if, if no one knows who it is, then only strangers are going to comment. I mean, I guess you would feel good that a stranger out in the world 
um, well, agreed it's, it's with more, you. It's more, I guess, it's more cathartic for me, right? Like, yeah. I, like, I get something off my chest in an anonymous way, but I think as a responsible adult, like, you know, if my Twitter account's public, it's a thing I'm griping about going to unduly influence potentially a, a minor or maybe someone who uh, is not mentally stable mm. and like latches on to this to kind of, you know, latches on to a, a gripe or an observation I have mm. to justify um, some really negative action or, or, or thought that they have. Yeah. Um, I'd rather not have my words um, used as fuel for those kinds of things. And especially your words that are just like letting off steam in the heat of the moment, not meant to like right. change someone's... Um, I would say like oh, sometimes on Facebook, I'll, like I'll post um, every once in a while, like mostly I'll post like pictures like, you know, here's me enjoying a pizza or here's me going to work or here's a, uh, a nice walk that I went on and maybe some flowers or... Um, but there's sometimes I'm like, you know, since I know that my my parents and my aunts and uncles and stuff follow me on Facebook, I'm like, hey, here's a good article on how to use two-factor authentication to secure your your web profiles. Yeah. Here's some things that you, um, I hate to use the term boomer, but here's some things <laughs> that you more like, like the elderly generation like need to be aware of. Look like, out for scams and fake news right. and things like that. I know like, that. like yeah. a lot of them use Facebook or the stereotype is a lot of elderly folks or folks our parents age like in their 60s and 70s are turning to Facebook more and more for for news, news and information yeah. and things and so um, I try to think of like right for better or worse but I try to think like if, if my parents didn't follow me like oh here's Jason he's safe um, he's taking care of himself he's he's being a responsible adult but also want to give back like yes and also here's how you don't get hacked in this new digital age yeah like here's it's smart true. your steps, parents you know? get hacked all the time well i think there, there's a lot of i think there's there's a well a, not just your parents it's just a, a general lot of, yeah there's a generational disconnect about internet safety like my parents still refuse to have to save their credit card information on amazon yeah. you know um and I'm like, you could do it safely, but they since they've been burned so many times because they don't have... The, they don't use two-factor authentication. They, they don't, don't have the best security measures. They just have smartphones. And they don't... They probably still use, like, really simple passwords and things. I, I don't know, but I just know that they... There seems to be a lack of smart security on, on their part, and so I make sure to try to... Like, things on... Like, those kinds of things I want to share on Facebook. Like, here's some... Um, uh, articles on, on how to be safer or here's some articles that yeah. that may may touch on the world around this but in general that's what Facebook is Instagram was like hey I went to this concert I went to this concert I'm having a blast I like this car here's some off-color humor that I found hilarious those kinds of things more to your peer group it's your yeah it's, Instagram it's, you're only followed by like your friends and your peers and totally. you're sharing things that they're interested in and Instagram for me like I guess kind of inside jokes like some of my Instagram posts are are purely inside jokes with my friend group you know like I guess Instagram is where I get my news on what all my favorite musicians are doing yeah so I'll follow a lot of my favorite bands on Instagram and that's how I hear like oh they're coming to my town and uh, their tickets are going on sale at this point Mm -hmm. so 
that's how I'm like, oh, I need to get online and buy tickets if I'm going to go, you know. And during the pandemic, I have to say Instagram has been invaluable for me following my favorite local restaurants and shops, um, you know, knowing if they're open, if they're doing delivery, are they doing contactless pickup? Oh, yeah. Can I order online and, you know, things like that. And so I've been able to support local thanks to Instagram and just kind of keep up with my favorite local haunts. Oh yeah, totally. Like um, you know, like I, I follow one of my one of our local um, uh, beer uh, beer bars. Yeah. And the bars, and they, yeah. you know, I keep track of their hours during quarantine and if they're selling their excellent chicken sandwiches or not. Um, so it allows me to kind of um, keep in touch with what's important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, you and I are old enough. <laughs> We're going to reveal. To have lived in a time before social media. Sure. Um, I mean, I was definitely... We saw it grow from nothing. Kind of a teenager when computers in the home first came a thing. Sure. So I'm kind of on the edge of someone that you would say grew up in the digital world. Um, right. I didn't really. I enjoyed a, a, you know, a good long time where I didn't have technology all the time. So do you... Since you lived in a time where there was not social media, you well remember it. Um, do you think that social media is, you know, has improved our lives? Is that something that you think has improved human lives? Or would you do away with it? Do you think we could kind of achieve the same goals without it? Does it do more harm than good? I think like most things in life, social media is neither black or white there's there's some gray there like i think the good thing is one of the best things that social media gives humanity is it humanizes cultures from all around the world like that's true anyone can get on instagram and make an account and i can see you know a, what a person does in their daily life in, in johannesburg or in um bavaria we, yeah. or we have friends that live in germany we have friends Korea, that you know um, are from Iran and they visit Iran and... I think it's really cool to kind of like, it, it reduces the the distance that we feel from those cultures. We're like, here's a person who lives thousands of miles away that enjoys watching TV just as I do or enjoys right. heavy metal just as, I, just as much as I do. That's like um, our friend in Zimbabwe, you know, seeing how she's dealing with the quarantine and all the yummy things she's been baking. She's She's been making some really good-looking stuff. And it's like, yeah, she's cooking her way um, indulgently through the quarantine just like we are. And so that I think is, that is special. The good thing is that social media makes me realize, and I hope it makes a lot of people realize, that a lot of, a lot of us across the spectrum of humanity have the same wants and desires and, and really want to go about our day the same, the same way. Like, yeah. we all want safety and we all love family and friends and we're all looking for jobs and fulfillment and and those kinds of things like we're not so different as as a species um but the then the bad part of social media is really just the the way that these um the anonymity well that then like there's a there's a tendency of the social media companies to kind of corral users together based on a um you know, they try to match you oh, up. Your algorithm. Your algorithm, and like, oh, if you like this, you like that, and that kind of like creates a it wall keeps around you in us. Your bubble. It keeps you in your, in your bubble. Yeah. And I think, 
some of those negative bubbles are fostering um, are kind of breeding grounds for for a lot of the prejudice um, and hate and a lot of the prejudice and hate and a lot of those kind of friend those groups that would be fringe when you and I were teenagers have now found ways to find other that's like-minded true. people easier they did not have a, and an bond outlet. together they really they would have to go in person to meet people they would somehow have right. to make a post in the newspaper and meet in somebody's basement or even like they had to stumble across like a a AOL message board or something you know right but i think social media and the algorithms behind that have helped people for better or worse connect to like-minded people and yeah, when you have that's true when you have a, someone who has um uh, a negative conspiracy theorist type um, uh, fascist sort of worldview, uh, you really don't want those kind of people connecting with one another. You, you, you don't <laughs> want those. You don't want to foster those ideals. But with social media, they're you know Facebook and and Twitter and and they're going to the keep like, kind of pushing you together. That that's their revenue stream. Yeah. You know if they can encourage people. To get together, then they engage with the content and the site more often, yeah. which generates advertising any, dollars. Any engagement is good engagement. Yes. It's like there's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, there's, there's no, no such, such thing, thing as, as bad, bad engagement. engagement. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. I feel um, concern, I guess. Yeah. Or maybe, I don't know, it's like uncertainty, concern about the, the kids who are growing up in a social media world. That, like mm-hmm. that's all they know. Yes. Like... Um, uh, the parents posting pictures of their kids on social media before their kids can give consent about yeah. it. Like that's going to be on the internet forever, you know. Um, and and I don't know. Like I think there's, I don't know if that's good or bad. Like I think me being a, an older person, I'm, I tend to see more problems with it than I do. That I think it's okay. And I see a lot of a lot of young parents today. They just kind of hand their kid an iPad and and they don't really pay attention. Well, that's they a different like, thing, oh, right? Oh, it's locked in there. Well, right. yeah. I mean, so they're not using social media, but even once they get older and have social media, like I know that members of our family, young young teenage and preteen members of our family, have their own social media accounts, and um, I do sometimes wonder how much their parents know. I feel like it's like. You Who's know, following them? Who are they following? Well, I don't want to sound I don't want to sound draconian or like a stick in the mud, but in the same way that we have a um, uh, we have an age that you must be in order to drive a car. I've, sometimes I think there there needs to be an age or a given a given threshold by which a, a child is responsible enough and and ready enough to manage social media, like. Yeah, you know, not getting into the like but cyber th- cyber bullying and all that other kind of stuff. Like, kids can be vicious to one another in school in person. Oh, for and sure. Social We've media, experienced like that yeah, social media <laughs> before the internet existed. Social media amps that up a hundred times. Yeah, where, where it's people true. people can bandwagon. So we don't have children, and I know a lot of our friends do, and I don't want to. Uh, I'm in no position to to pass judgment on, on how people raise their child, yeah. but I feel like if I had a child, I would be very careful about how I introduced social media to them, and 
really f try to frame that tool in a way that was um, ideally generated mm. a positive experience for them. Yeah, absolutely. So that so, how much of that burden is on the parent and on the social media companies? Like, do you sometimes wish the social media companies were like you have to be eighteen to have an account? I feel it's the same way that that parents need to parents need to kind of police or monitor all of the media their child intakes, whether it's um, television, like when we were growing up, we were allowed to watch some TV shows but not others, mm. or watch some movies and not others, or play some video games and not others. I think parents today have an additional challenge, not only um, on the media that their kids, con the traditional media that their children right. consume. Like movies and music. Movies and, and music and video games. Cultural but things. The the internet is now so pervasive and you know at which age they do you... have to log in just to like turn in homework and right and like they have to participate in Facebook groups sometimes just to do assignments. Well sure they have to log in to submit an assignment yeah. or then like at which point when do you give your child a cell phone a smartphone right you know at which point they're connected all the time would you do you install one of those nanny apps to prevent them from to limit their time online? Well, that's the thing, and it's a fine line. As a former librarian who doesn't believe in censorship and things like that, um, you know, I've met some parents who I thought were way too free, and I'm like, I can't believe you're letting your child of this age read this. And then there were other parents who were like, are you kidding me? You know, they're 16. Let They need to stop reading, like, Junie B. Jones. <laughs> right. It is. I, I, I feel like parents today have a complex task and are sailing new oceans that their parents didn't have to. It's definitely, and that we didn't also face. Like that's the the thing is that we as as parents did not grow up with this issue either. So it's it's just completely uncharted territory. But I think this. too, like I mean, not to get off our our topic of social media, but I feel like every generation of parents has that. Like our generation yeah. of parents didn't have video games. That was a new thing for them. That's true. And you know, our grandparents didn't have eight tracks. You know, like like our parents were getting cars and going to drive-ins and mm. and yeah, potentially experimenting with drugs in the sixties and seventies. And their parents were the greatest generation who went through the Depression and World War II. Yeah. And those kind of luxuries or or uh, frivolities, is that a word? Yeah. Um, were looked down upon. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, every generation faces like things that they didn't even consider they would have to deal with with their children. Right. But just to get, to get us back on topic, like yeah. um, social media, I, I use it sparingly. Um, I... I don't like, like I enjoy Reddit immensely. Like it's fun to see what other people post and what other people comment, but I don't contribute. So I don't feel like I, I need to, there, there's nothing I need to say. Like someone else in the comment thread has already said what I was going to say. Well, and um, Reddit, I mean, I know Reddit does get a, so you mentioned Reddit. I mean, it does get a, a bad rap, you know, I know that it has a dark side, Sure. but every, every social media I think has a dark side. You can't say, oh, well, I'm not going to be a member of Facebook because of this and that and this, or I'm not going to join Reddit because it like, right. they're all bad. But they're also all good. They all have the potential to be good. As, um, as a family who moves around the country a lot because of your job, 
uh, I find Reddit to be invaluable because you can join those local groups. Like, what do I need to know before I move here? What's a good neighborhood? Sure. Um, we have used that tool in all of our moves. Sure. I have. Sure. And when we lost our cat, we our cat ran out of a window um, a few years ago, and we were able to um a lot of the local residents i posted about him on reddit i posted about him everywhere but i i I made a reddit account just to post about our lost cat and that really helped us find him i mean to know that people were looking for him and and strangers were caring about my cat was nice but i guess at at my age and and being in a, a a stable family um that i don't I don't have the 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 need for social media um, validation. Yeah. Um, but I do find, uh, as someone who worked with teenagers, as a librarian and as a tutor, that's another issue. Though is I feel like a lot of my younger, um, my students and younger acquaintances. Um, definitely seek a little more validation well I think they definitely I, like would keep up with their likes and who commented and well i totally kept up with validation when i was in high school too like yeah. I, it's important we just didn't have that so the, you, you want people to like you yeah you know you want people to think you're funny and to think you're smart and you, you know as a as a guy i'm trying to get dates and not come off as weird um and but we didn't have that immediate like so-and-so didn't like my picture, so-and-so didn't comment on my post, or so-and-so stopped following me, you know. Right. So, it's 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 just a different world now. We did have, like, um, you know, someone ignored my AOL <laughs> instant messenger. Right, but it could have been their mom someone picked up the phone and kicked them off the internet. Ring. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> did they get kicked off the internet, or did they just ignore me? Or did the phone just ring, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, man... It's something that I think about a lot. I think we're in an age group where we are comfortable with it and we use it, but we're also kind of fascinated by it because we we were kind of older teens when it came around. I'm kind of glad. We were in like our... Well, t- 20s. 20s when yeah. like Instagram first came out. But like I, I'm kind of gl- I kind of feel lucky that we're in that age group because we were able to get through high school without that... Adi- like all the other pressures oh, in high school. Oh, that's so true. There we were are, able to get through it without that mess. There are pictures of me in my 20s that have made it on Facebook that people tagged me in. And when I think about if all of all that stupid stuff had existed in high school, oh, I'm so glad social media didn't exist in my high school. Oh, my gosh. No way. And I, like, I do, sometimes I do feel sorry for, for teens growing up with feeling that kind of pressure to... I kind of worry that social... To share their lives or, or worry about what's being tagged or posted, you know. I think I'll, I'll worry that social media, like, encourages kids to, to... Or makes people stress out to so much about curating their lives. Yeah, no, it does. Like, if you become a popular influencer, right, and you have 10,000, 20,000, 100,000, a million followers, you know, it gets to the point where, like, you're posting so much online to to keep that to keep that influence up and it's like your whole your whole life has to be constantly you, revolving around right. updating your 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 stories or, or your or all of your accounts um it becomes a full-time job and almost like 
I mean, I'm not perfect. My house isn't clean all the time. Yeah. Like, uh, my t-shirt may have a stain on it, or I may not perfectly shave my face every day. Um, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Well, they've done a lot of studies about that. Social media can be very psychologically damaging to a lot of people, um, and especially if you've made it your job. And, I mean, look at the fallouts of... of, of um, I think sometime last year, late last year, there was a famous vegan account that, um, you know, she got caught eating fish on vacation and the fallout from that. Yeah. I mean, you know, and now everything's ruined. now she's ruined. ruined. Now she's ruined. I think she just had to delete her account, obviously. So, yeah, there just becomes all this pressure of like, I better not slip up and I can only post what's perfect. Even I, as someone who only posts, I mean, maybe not even once a week, you know, I have this, I'm always like rearranging things, moving things out of the way to get that perfect picture of whatever I'm cooking for dinner as if anyone cares and, and feeling like, oh, I can't post that selfie because you can see my zit or my wrinkles or whatever. So yeah, even I, you know, struggle with that. And then you're losing out on the moment, like I try to take walks around the city or spend time with with you and the dogs and and just enjoy it for what it is without videoing or 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 taking pictures or posting and just be like that flower is a special memory for me and this moment with my dog is a special memory for me and I don't have to post it you know yeah. um yeah so sometimes I miss that whole, the thing in the 90s where you just enjoyed the moment and you did not have a camera or any way to capture it. You just have to remember it and live in it. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we have talked a lot about social media. <laughs> we could probably talk a lot more. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Final thoughts? No, I think that I think we covered we covered it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks everyone um, for listening. Please follow me on Instagram. It's Hi Katie Podcast, <laughs> and that's the only social media account I have for my podcast right now. Um, anyway, see you in the digital world. Bye. <laughs>